This is Claude Schreier, Conscient Podcast, the first episode of Season 3. Uh, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do in Season 3 because there are so many things that podcasts can do, you know, interviews, or you can do um, monologues, and there's all kinds of different things. But I, after Season 2, which was pretty darn intense, I'm on a kayak right now, so you hear that. Pretty darn intense, 41 interviews in French and in English and almost 30 hours of content. I thought I'd take a break from that and just think out loud, but also um, do it in the moment like I'm doing now. Um, I think there's a lot of fleshing out of the issues that I discovered in season two that can be set out over time with a bit of time with the, each issue. Uh, and so I'll do that and maybe quote a little bit some of the people in season two. And I might also interview people once in a while if I'm feeling out of my depths. But there's something about just uh, using this um, forum, for those who are interested, uh, to, as a way to not only continue my re-education, which is, will never end in a way, but to actually... Um, share the learnings and the process. There's a duck. You hear? The wings are so beautiful. Uh, share the process of, of failure, of, of attempts to change that didn't work, um, just in a very straightforward kind of way, um, because that's life, you know, where we make mistakes and we, we stumble and, and we learn and we, we get excited and then we look back and, and then we observe. So that's what season three will begin like, because I actually can't predict what it will end like. <laughs> because, well, I'm just starting. Uh, but this is the episode, what is it? I don't even know anymore, because uh, I will have published the a case study piece. So I don't, I can't remember what episode it is. It doesn't matter, somewhere in the 60s, uh, like me and my age. Um, and so I'm going to continue down the uh, river here and uh, stop it for a while because I don't have to uh, do it all at once. But I wanted to um, thank the listeners who have hung in there with me, who have listened to the Conscient Podcast and the first two seasons. I, I, I appreciate the time and I hope that it's useful. Um, but what I'm going to do now is, is in a way, go back to what I started way back in the Simple Soundscapes project, the, the very first season uh, in 2016, which is now erased. I mean, I have a copy, but it, it's no longer publicly available. But I, I did a series of, of soundscape um, observations. So I would start... Um, each episode with a, a a comment on the soundscape, describing it or or talking about it, and then we'd listen to it, and they'd be uh, ten minute episodes. And I, I kind of want to come back to that spontaneity, like no second takes, no preparation in the sense of scripting. Just um, when it feels right uh, to speak, in not too long, but long enough to say something useful useful and authentic and possibly 
provocative because I'd be provoking myself, trying to push myself ever so gently into new areas of thought and and more or less what I consider to be the truth. Uh, though, you know, in season two, I <laughs> explored reality, right? And, oh, that wasn't... That was that was quite a journey, and it's it's ongoing. Like, what is reality? And um, one thing I do know, though, but about all of this is that um, I know what my motivation is, and uh, some might be surprised that it keeps coming back to me very clearly that what I'm looking for ultimately is an anchoring point. Where are we at, and what can we do? to ensure the continuation of life. That sounds very broad, but what I mean is I want to know what... There's a book called What We Can Save. I want to know not only what we can save, but where we can put energy that's going to um, make a difference and contribute with as much impact as possible to... Uh, life continuing, all forms of life, including human life, but not only. Um, so, for example, the the idea of of uh, you know uh, short term objectives, uh, you know, trying to do projects to you know raise awareness. I I think we're past that point of of trying to get people to wake up to the climate emergency and the ecological crisis. It's still really important work, but uh, in fact, we are going to crash. Uh, It will be gradual, uh, and it will be worse in some places than others. In fact, I'll I'll play an excerpt of Todd Dufresne, one of my favorite quotes from season two, who, who talks about that. There's, there's a couple things around capitalism that are very important. People often We'll talk about how it's a neo, it's the, part of the cause of the crisis that we're facing is the way we live our lives. And a major feature of the way we live our lives is, for example, consumer capitalism, or they'll call it neoliberalism. Or, you know, I think sometimes it's just important to call it what it is. It's, it's various forms of capitalism and to get comfortable with the idea that maybe capitalism has caused this problem as it combines, I think, with the history of ideas, which also support the, 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 the role that capitalism plays. And to think that we need to find a way forward that isn't based on perpetual growth and the production, the endless production of stuff we don't need to maintain civilization. How do we maintain civilization moving forward without producing lots of uh, tchotchkes and crap? How do we live meaning? Well, you know, it's really easy. We don't need any of that stuff. Meaningful lives as we move forward have nothing to do with tchotchkes. But there's certain things we do need. We need food. We need water. We need certain things. And then we can lead, lead, you know, meaningful, creative, decent lives that are civilized still in a different way, but maybe even more civilized in a certain way. So, I, you know, the, the thing that I'm really interested in is uh, sometimes people aren't discussing how we're moving towards more and more AI and full automation. If you have full automation of the workforce, what are people going to do with their time? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They're, they're going to have to learn how to do with their time. They're going to have to be educated to become creatives in their own way, artists in their own way doesn't mean if you don't want to do that, do something else, but you're going to have to find something to do that doesn't involve toiling away for capitalism because capitalism has been killing us. So it's a really big, big thought. How do we get from where we are here to something in the future? 
I'm, I'm happy to take steps with uh, Bernie Sanders and democratic sort of um, socialism, but I think we need to defang the notion, the, the word socialism, so people aren't so scared of it. Not as big of a deal in Canada, but because of what's happening in the world, it's still kind of a boogeyman for everybody. We need to think about what communism means and what it has meant in the past and maybe come up with a new word. As I say to my students, let's not talk about communism. Let's talk about communalism. We know communism has been a failure. Can we talk about some other version that maybe if we all got behind it, that would work? Some sort of communalism? Forget, Forget all the things that have gone wrong with communism. We need to have something like it moving forward to save us. And this means we have to step away from capitalism, even as capitalism is is failing and dying, in my opinion, uh, right now, if it's not already a form of zombie capitalism, as I, as I argue that it is. I think capitalism mm-hmm. is over. But the problem is we have nothing to replace it with. And here's when we need our artists and others to tell us what kind of vision they have for a future that is different than that. Well, a future of play and work, meaningful work, would be one future that I think is not just utopic, but very possible. So there's a possible future moving forward that could be much better than it is right now, but we're not going to get there without the democracy of suffering as we're experiencing it now and will at least over the next 20, 30, 40 years until we figure this out. But we need to figure it out quickly. So, yeah, that's the idea, is, is how, do we, how do we rebuild? How do we maintain positive energy, um, those that's what interests me uh and and everything else seems to be like a less important than focusing on i mean it's easy to get distracted by uh, oh we'll be okay if we just uh you know keep everything as it is but reduce keep it under 1.5 degrees celsius uh, yeah no uh, the problem the real problem what anjali Apadurai calls, you know, uh, what does she call it now in episode 23? Uh, anyway, the real, the real problems, um, the others, you know, the, the othering, that's, what she, that's how she called it. In fact, I'll play that quote right now. It's not, it's not exactly the role that many people think, which is that, you know, people will create some environmental art about the beauty of... And this is all important, by the way, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but it's not just art that highlights the beauty of what we want to preserve, which is the majority of the climate art that I see, you know, like, we want to preserve this, you know, protect our coast, protect these trees, protect the bear and the whale, and all of that is absolutely necessary, but also we want art that can help us imagine different way of being, because ultimately, what we want Yes, we want to build back better. And better doesn't mean keeping everything the way it is, but with renewable energy. Reduced emissions, zero emissions, but the same power dynamics. That's actually not... Climate, to me, is... The climate crisis and the broader ecological crisis is, to me, uh, a symptom of the deeper disease. And the deeper disease, which is that rift, that rift from nature, that seed of domination and of accumulation and of greed and of, of uh, the urge to dominate others through colonialism, through slavery, through uh, othering. The root is actually othering. It's, that is something that artists can touch and that's what has to be healed. 
And when we heal that, what could come of it? What does the, what does the world on the other side of that look like? And, in, you know, in simpler terms, it's what does the world on the other side of a just transition look like? And I'd really like to believe it doesn't look like exactly this, but with solar. <laughs> the first language that colonization sought to suppress, which was that of indigenous peoples, is where a lot of the answers are held. So the idea of othering is uh, interesting because that's the source of the problem. Othering with different people, othering with nature. So when you identify what is essentially the real reason we are in a massive ecological crisis, then it, it, it changes your um, approach to it. So there, there isn't the sense of patchwork. There's a sense of we, we've gone too far um, and we have to rethink, rebuild uh, not only a sustainable society, but a just society. Those things are talked about a lot, but I can kind of feel that in my bones. It's, it's actually hard to explain, but... And I know I'm a privileged person, and I know that I have lots of issues, but I am trying to get to what seems real and um, useful. And it was that quote from my... My Zen teacher, I'll, I'll find it and, and read it out because that, that's one that, uh, that guides my way. Zen practice shows us how to take care and take responsibility with and as each moment by opening attention to reality and responding to what actually needs to be done. So, so... So, hear the echo here? Uh, beautiful sound. In this river, I'm on the National River, not in the National River, I'm on the Preston River, leading to the National River. What's the day today? September 13th, 2021. One of my favorite things to do in the whole world is to let this floating device go downstream and just experience that sensation of... Um, flowing down a river and a type of abandonment. So <laughs> metaphorically, instead of swimming or paddling upriver, which we do a lot in life, a lot of challenges, once in a while you just let yourself go and um, uh, let yourself go with the flow. I'm about to hit a rock here. And that flow is very, very beautiful. And uh, you just have to trust that it'll take you to the right place. So on that note, I will leave you with this very short episode, the first, not the first of the third season, because that will have been the case study, but uh, the first of this type, of this little monologue. And um, à la prochaine.